Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Wow, what a week nine performance from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Offensively, defensively, final score, say it with me, Winnipeg 50, BC 14. Three touchdown passes from Zach Kolaris. One touchdown pass from Drew Brown. Two touchdown runs from Brady Oliveira. Six offensive touchdowns for the Bombers. In the previous seven games, the BC defense had allowed five touchdowns. More for the Bombers in a single game than BC had allowed all season long, including a previous game against the Bombers. Doug, this performance... As much as week three broke my brain, this one breaks it the other way. Yeah, this is one of the one of the best performances, one of the most satisfying performances, one of the most entertaining performances we've seen for the Winnipeg Blue Ball. Collectively, as a group, all three phases, exceptional play. Uh, just watching Zach Kolaris execute this offense, the play calling, the offensive line. I mean, tremendous. Have you seen oh. them play a game to this nature? Uh, the pressure is on Zach Kolaris few and far between uh no sacks i believe you said zero uh just just incredible you couldn't like i said you couldn't have written this script in the, in the pregame uh if you had full creative license on what would be a a fantastic payback comeback game for this football team and let's start with that offensive line because we spent in the two-hour pregame show we spent so much time talking about that bc front and how would the bombers offense react and how would the offensive line do they were it wasn't like they were playing the same team exactly it didn't it didn't look like that was the same bc lions team that we saw june 22nd like a bunch of different dudes wearing the same numbers we we couldn't stop talking about matthew betts in that game we did not mention matthew betts in this game and it wasn't i i i I don't know how to break it all down. Let's just confess that. But it wasn't a lot of six offensive linemen. It wasn't an extra fullback in there. It wasn't a lot of stick routes at five yards. They hit them deep, and guys held blocks for Kolaros to do Kolaros things. Dance around and scramble out and find guys. This was a this was a 2019 Bombers offensive line performance. Yeah, you can't even say that, you know, Zach was pulling the trigger quicker earlier. No. It was classic Zach Claris, top of his game, accurate footballs, and uh, just taking shots down the field, believing in his guys, and these guys were just running away from coverage. So uh, exceptional game offensively, defensively. Uh, special teams was probably the, the most underwhelming aspect of this game, but, you know, uh, A pluses, uh, yeah. two out of three phases, I have to say, and, and the timing of it all, right? Yeah. It looked like the Western Division was – starting to maybe get away from this football team and uh be the the winnipeg blue bombers like yeah not so much it it was gone if this yeah. if this game doesn't go the bombers way and they absolutely put their foot on the throats of the lions and just finish this one let's do the final numbers for jml renovations while we wait to go down to the locker room they don't just build a garage they build your garage visit jml renovations .ca. Zach Kolaris, 19 of 27, so uh, what, 70%. That's pretty nice. 369, three touchdowns, and the, the one late interception, pardon me. Brady Oliveira, 9 for 67 and two touchdowns. Kind of the opposite of what we thought of pound on them with the run, 
No, they pounded on them with the deep pass. Kenny Lawler, seven for 200 yards and a touchdown. Dalton Schoen, five for 137 and two touchdowns, including a 71-yarder. That drive from their own five-yard line, 37-yarder to Lawler, 71-yarder to Schoen. And it was a whole different ball game at that moment. It was incredible. Dembski, 62 yards and a touchdown on five catches. Wolitarski contributed 41 yards on three catches. Big Hill, the leading tackler, was six. Home with a couple of knockdowns. And did they officially give Jackson? No, they didn't at the moment. Jackson Jeffcoat has a sack, and they did give it to Jake Thomas. Oh, he did 96% of the work on that play. He should get the sack. I'm, I'm with you 100%. That was beautifully done. Sacks allowed, Winnipeg, zero on 15 possessions. How many dropbacks is that? 29 dropbacks, uh, yeah, and zero sacks allowed. How many total rushing yards do the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have? They had total, I'm going to do this on the fly, running backs and quarterbacks combined, 109, 129. There you go. So that's that's the, those are the holy grails for an offensive line, right? Zero sacks allowed, 100 yards plus rushing on the ground, uh, 50 points. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, that's amazing. Uh, what what a response game from these guys. Uh, they took it personally. Their their performance on the field was just exceptional. Just to reiterate, because these numbers will never bring them back again because they are long gone. Coming into the game, the BC Lions were allowing 4.9 yards per play. That's 2021 Blue Bombers level. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers put up 576 yards in this game on 47 plays. That's almost 600 yards of offense. That's <laughs> and wow. Zach obviously wasn't even in the game for the its entirety. They pulled him out, pulled yeah. out Brady. That's that's reeling a guy's back, Incredible. resting him on the sideline, and that kind of performance. Unbelievable, incredible performance tonight. Final numbers brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage, they build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.com. Christian Amell joining us. I'm assuming the sidelines were fairly happy as we progressed in the second half. I mean, there were moments, of course, where you're thinking, okay, that's a big kick return. There was the fumble. There was the pick. It's these moments where Mike O'Shea is going to be unhappy about finishing off, finishing off a game right. We'll clean it up. But right. ultimately, when we'll you score 50 on the Lions, and I did some research while I was down there, with you know, <laughs> the game wasn't super compelling at that point. Since uh, since the 90s ended, this is this the second time someone scored 50 on the BC Lions. The other was August 15th, 2015. Hamilton beat them 52 to 22 in the quarterback that day. For the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Zach Claris. Zach Claris. No way. 19 of 23 well, for 290 yards and four touchdowns. Zach, that, Zach could have been MOP that year, even though he tore up his knee. Uh, the had Hamilton team was really, really good. What was most impressive for you from this game? Offensive line play for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, because that was the talk for a lot of this season was, oh, my gosh, are they too old now? Right? And especially after the last BC game when they got torched, right? Zach Claris was under duress all night. Sacked seven times, never got comfortable. He was rushed a lot. The offense could never get it going. And tonight, how many times did you say Matthew Betts' name? I think zero. Did you say his name? Or Menard. Yeah. The, the Menard line. only when he jumped offside. Yeah. 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 This, this was a fantastic. Woody Barron was the, the defensive lineman of the week last year. Or last week, pardon me. And other than him rushing through the line and 
correctly, pointing that Chris Golnikowski <laughs> moved the ball. What this BC line, it was held in check completely by the yeah. offense. And I wonder how the bye week helps an older team, right? To to be fresh in a game like this. And and I think they probably And to deserve, be angry. And they, I'm sure angry from what happened last time they played BC and also probably the fact that they've they've heard. Okay, this t- this offensive line isn't what it used to be. Yeah. And guess what? They showed tonight when this Bomber team is fully healthy, which it pretty much is right now. You get Wilson back, Rose back. Jeffco didn't play in that week three matchup. They are a different team, and right now, I'm really looking forward to when they play the Argos in September because that can't game, game can't get resumed enough. It's going to be a, such a good. Is matchup. that at home first, or is that on the road? It's at home. They don't go to Toronto this year. They only play once. They yeah. play Toronto and BC, I believe, in back-to-back weeks coming up later in the season. The BC game, October 6th. Because right now there's only three good teams in the CFL. 100% agree. Um, as we approach that October 6th game, I think we'll need to remember, and at least all my gambling friends should remember, BC's on four days rest this one. The Bombers are on 13 days rest. If, if this game was on four days rest, would Dalton Schoen have played after that vicious hit he took in the Edmonton game? He missed the first day of practice this week. So it's not everything, but when it comes to what will the rematch look like, the rubber match, it's not nothing. Let's say that. Well, and, and let's face it, Dane Evans tonight wasn't that good. He was getting pressured pretty hard. And, and when he's under pressure, we've seen it for years. Not, it's not great. And that's why he was traded for a sixth-round pick, right? That's why Hamilton went out and got Bo Levi Mitchell, because Dane Evans, they didn't think he could do it. And tonight he couldn't do it, and then he got hurt. And, Dom, I mean, it was over, right? Dom Davis wasn't going to come in and lead them to victory at that point. That was out of hand. But with Vernon Adams back and healthy... Who knows? I, I know you're not the biggest VA at guy. At home. In BC, that's also true. Uh, that's. I, I would assume the West is still up in the air for that game. And it could that game very well could decide who gets the West final. Possibly. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, BC has already played Toronto. I assume they have Toronto one more time. I would assume their schedules the remainder of the way are pretty even. Um, the Bombers have played Edmonton. BC's played Edmonton twice. So advantage Bombers in that they get the 0-8 yeah, Elks. look it up right now. 0-8 Elks one more time. But, yeah, there are there are three. Uh, it looks like there are three good teams, and uh, tonight there is only one team to talk about, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and the head coach, Mike O'Shea, joins us. Uh, coach, thanks for your time, and congrats on the win. Yeah, it's, uh, it was a good one. Uh, some word association. If I say 50 to you, what do you, what do you think? Uh, Labatt's <laughs> slightly warm. Maybe not dishwasher warm, but slightly warm. I. Uh, the, the performance of the offensive line in this game, what did you make of it? Well, I think they, they played close to their standard, you know, which is what they need to do on a weekly basis. So I think they, they did well on their one-on-ones. I thought across the board offensively we, we did well on our one-on-ones. Defensively, too, we must have. I mean, um, yeah, I thought the guys were played a, played a very good game tonight. They executed, uh, you know, their plays um, pretty smartly. Uh, no shortage of deep balls early in this game. Is that something you saw in BC? Is that something you feel like Zach and the offense can just do? Uh, I think we I think we do that on a regular. Like we're always trying those, right? So they they struck early and often in this one. Uh, the the defensive performance. You're able to hold down BC. How much does the bye week factor into all this in your mind? Well, they're they're not going to make any excuses, right? We were very well rested. They might have been short on rest, but Rick Campbell's a good coach. He would have given them all the time they would have needed. Um, you know, their quarterback goes out. That doesn't help either, right? Uh, so, 
Um, yeah, we we played well. I thought we we made some plays early too. They tried us they tried us deep early, and I thought we made some plays. And then you know they had a drop too. So. Was yep. that one of the best games you've seen Zach Claris play? He he just seemed dialed in, super accurate, doing yeah. everything he does so well. I think every single game he plays is the best game he's played. So <laughs> I'm a huge fan. He's a he's a great leader, and uh, at the quarterback position. Um, I learned a long time ago, which I didn't know before, but production is a part of that leadership from that spot. So he he, he, he put the ball in spots where his guys could go get him, and they, they did. So it was awesome to see. Is there any remote chance that there was a lingering memory of what happened on June 22nd in the very uh, very same spot against the BC Lions and, uh, on the uh, roster? I, you know, you have to ask everybody. Hopefully they say the right answer. <laughs> but we... Uh, I think our guys were pretty dialed in coming off the bye week about what we needed to do against a very good football team. Um, not about what we needed to do against a team that beat us before. I think it's it was really about uh, playing a, a good BC Lions football team. Uh, Coach, in a game like this, what goes into the decision of when does Zach Kolaris and Brady Oliveira come out? When do those two starters come out of the game? What, what goes into that decision? Um, just a s- small conversation with Buck. You know, he, he, he says, Osh, what do you think? I said, yeah, let's do it. And um, it's, good, it's good to get, you know, it's hard in the CFL to get, you know, other quarterbacks reps. Um, so when you have that ability, it's good. And, I mean, Drew was, I mean, I like that ball he threw to Kenny, but, boy, it was a laser he threw to, to uh, Dalton. Dalton took a big hit, too, and, and hung on. It was good. It was good to see. Yeah, back-to-back games of Dalton taking big shots and, and making plays. Uh, Kyrie Wilson and Winston Rose both make their season debut. What's your initial impression of how they were tonight? Yeah, they were good. You know, Winston, uh, you know, I thought they were going to test him a little bit, and he responded. Um, and then Kyrie, it's hard to it's hard to tell. I think, that, you know, they had a screen that might have uh, got dropped or something, but he was going to be right on it again. He, he always plays fast, but it's a little easier once you see the films that comment about linebacker play. Yeah, for sure. We we just yeah. uh, we're excited to have them back absolutely in the in the lineup tonight, and, and excited for a fifty to fourteen win. Coach, thank you for your time. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, guys. He's the head coach, Mike O'Shea, joining us in the post game show. Fifty. <laughs> I didn't want to say that in, right uh, in his head. It's funny every time you say it. I just can't <laughs> stop laughing. It's, I don't know. It's you don't, giddy up here. You don't see 50 very often. I remember being in a hotel room in Regina in like 2016 and seeing the Ticats or the, the Stamps beating the Ticats 60 to 1 or something like that. And, you know, you just go, those, those round numbers. So the BC Lions remaining schedule, I got it for you. And we've got the Stamps next week. Uh, then they go. Give me, hold that for one second as we got the, the quarterback, okay. Zach Kalaris, with us. Uh, Zach, congrats on the win and thanks for your time. Hey, guys, thanks. Uh, Going deep early on, was that always the plan, or was that uh, just making that up as you go along? What's happening there? Uh, you know, again, it, it, some of those personnels they shown on film and, and in the past that they're going to uh, you know, load the box up, and we were able to take advantage of uh, advantage of it and you know create explosive plays, which is what you want to do. How good was the offensive line in this game? I mean, they were excellent. I, you know, I don't I don't think I got hit very much uh, throwing the football, so. Uh, and from my standpoint, they were really good. The communication was awesome. Uh, I thought we had a really good plan. They executed it. And then uh, you know, to be able to run the ball there in the second half, stay on the football field, um, 
get explosive in the run game too is uh, is always something that you want to do. Were, were you surprised in the difference uh, from game one against BC to game two against BC with the protection that the offense and the and the the quality of protection of the offense? No, I'm not surprised at all. I just thought we we did a better job of executing what we wanted to do. Uh, I, I like like I said, uh, we had a really good plan. They, they communicated, you know, really well all night long. You know, with me and Brady and, and the receivers, and uh, you know, we were able to put enough, you know, big plays together to score points. Zach, was there any extra ex incentive out there on the football team? There was a lot of noise about you know this uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber Club potentially being the third best team in, in the CFL and and maybe starting to fall out of the race for for first place in the Western Division. Any extra incentive for this football team in this game? No, I, I just think you know it, it's a home game. We have an unbelievable atmosphere out there. Our fans are amazing, so you're always going to get up for these games at home. Coming off the bye week, how good was the bye week for you? How good did you feel playing tonight, say, versus the the, the final game before the bye against Edmonton? Yeah, I definitely felt rested. You know, I think a lot of guys needed a little bit, you know, a week to take care of their bodies, you know, also mentally get away from the grind and you know, hang out with their families and friends. So uh, that's always good, you know, and, and yeah, it, I, I definitely, you know, feel better. You're going to have bumps and bruises after games for sure. And any, anytime you go seven, eight weeks in a row without, without some rest, it's tough. But, uh, you know, everybody's got to do it, so. And if I could just get your thoughts, Kenny Lawler officially 200 yards receiving in this game. Uh, what's your impression of, of Kenny now two games into his 23 season? Just, that's just Kenny. Kenny's being Kenny. Very, just, very good player. Business as usual. Yep. I mean, he, I think he had 200 a couple years ago against uh, these guys too. It's uh, It was super impressive to watch. It was a ton of fun. Zach, thank you for your time, and congrats on the win. Appreciate you guys. Take care. He's the quarterback, Zach Kalaris, uh, quarterback of the – I, I guess first place Winnipeg Blue Bombers, even on record, and if they break the tie during the season by point differential, I'm just making up rules as we go along here. So tied I'm just for first. Say, tied for first. I'm just going to say the first place Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yeah, that's not incorrect. Christian O'Mell, the dominance of this performance, is that enough to leapfrog them in the CFL rankings to first, or are they just going to be second? they got to stay second. Okay. Toronto hasn't lost yet. And Toronto murdered BC as well. Yeah, I mean, tr tr until Toronto and Winnipeg play, we're not really going to have a definitive answer. And, and, and Toronto... They are the defending uh, champions. I don't know when they're going to lose because <laughs> there aren't a lot of good teams, right? Like, there's me there's mediocrity. Like, Edmonton is legit bad. And no one else is really bad like that. Like, Calgary's meh, and then the rest of the East is meh. Like room temperature Pilsner, like room temperature Labatt 50. Yeah. yeah and and Saskatchewan without Trevor Harris, right, is a different beast, right? Yeah. And, and so... They're cooked. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the Lions schedule isn't that hard. They got the Stamps, re tw Stamps twice. They got the Ticats twice. They got the Rough Riders twice. Uh, and then they got Red Blacks, Alouettes, Elks. That's their remaining schedule here uh, in this one. So... Apart from the... They got one more against the Bombers. And then the Bombers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is not a... That it, man, when we said we were talking in the pregame show, uh, and my hot take was there will only be two teams above 500 in the West. Like you could have two 14 and four teams in the Bombers and 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 steal so many wins that the Stamps aren't getting to 500 at two and five with four brutal games to come. Is it possible that an East team crosses over to the West? Well, we, we never see that. People are people are talking about that because uh, what. It was fun. They're three and four and three and four, and is Montreal three and three? Whatever yeah, it is, there they are. But Montreal and Ottawa would have to split. They're going to play each other series. so many times. Hamilton yeah. is going to lose to Toronto four times this year yeah. if they play four times. Yeah. The fourth place team would have to be better than the third place team. So if the fourth place team in the East is nine and nine, I would be beyond 
shocked. Oh yeah. To get ahead of, the, of an eight and ten riders. It's or just fun to think about because the West is always way better. Yeah. I hey I I would I'm just happy with I mean the Bombers are going to host a playoff game. Yeah. They go to BC oh, yeah. and give it to the Lions on October sixth. They're going to host the West final, mm-hmm. and that's what. I mean, everybody's chasing the Grey Cup, and the best way to get to the Grey Cup... Which is on a Saturday this year, remember. They, they moved the division finals division to Saturdays. Fi- yeah. Yeah. So, Grey Cup's still Sunday. But. Yeah, you scared me for a second. Yeah, I was like, no, the, the Grey Cup's on Saturday? The division or? final. Okay. Yeah. Which, yeah, they're doing that for the first time. But uh, had they not won this game, that the chance of them hosting that game was near zero. So it would this have been basically three games back. Yeah, this was a tremendous, tremendous performance for the Bombers. And we'll talk to more of the stars as we continue in the postgame show. Hoping to talk to uh, Jamarcus Hardrick and Adam Bigel. If Oh, and Adam Bigel is with us. Adam, thank you for your time, sir. Appreciate you being with us. Congratulations on the win. I appreciate it. Uh, what was the difference between week three against BC and this game against BC? Well, I mean, quite clearly, we executed at a very high level on all three phases. Um, you know, I don't know how many times Zach got hit tonight, but it wasn't a very lot. Um, you know, I think that's a key difference defensively. Um, you know, we didn't give up anything. We had takeaways early on. Um, we made it hard on them, you know, all the way around. And, um, you know, I mean, I, clearly that showed on the scoreboard and the, the momentum of the game. How much do you think the pressure was responsible affecting Dane Evans? Or, or uh, what, do you, what do you think your impact was on their quarterback? Well, I mean, you can see that, you know, uh, the balls didn't come out extremely quick, um, you know, quick game. You know, they, he struggled to find guys down the field, um, you know, and, and the fact is, I mean, we, we jumped out early and, you know, we made them feel like they had to push the ball down the field. So, um, you know, it was it was it, in culmination. I mean, it was it was it was a, an entire team win. And then, you know, offensively, when you put up so many points, I mean, we defensively we have an opportunity to pin our ears back. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you took a penalty for hitting Keon Hatcher too hard. Is that is that what the officials explained to you? Um, that's probably what they're going to tell me in the next couple of days. Um, yeah, that was. This is football. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate that um, that happened, but I, I hope that film gets watched by all the referees and understand that. Yeah, no, we don't have to call flag because someone gets hit too hard. Yeah. yeah. From where, from where you were, it, up here it didn't appear there was any contact to the head or anything. It looked like you hit him really solidly. Yeah, yeah, and, and everything I felt, saw on the Jumbotron right afterwards, it was a solid hit. Hit him like my shoulder, uh, didn't target the head. I mean, at the end of the day, um, the guy who called the flag didn't have the best view of it, in my opinion. So, um, But those things happen, but hopefully things like this, uh, reviewing, you know, referees get better too, and, you know, it doesn't have to get called again. What does it mean to the defense to have Kyrie Wilson and uh, Winston Rose back in the fold and, and uh, you know, back at their uh, their usual spots? Well, having veterans back that, you know, are great football players, I mean, it's it's huge. I mean, um, you know, these guys can do, do it at a very high level. And, and having Kyrie back, I mean, me and him have very good chemistry over the years and the fact that, you know, we really see the game now the same way because how much we talk and how much we communicate, we understand exactly where we need to be and um you know that's the fun part is being able to play with a guy that you know we built that chemistry together adam you guys had a, a stop early in this game on third and very short what's the feeling as a defense when you get that kind of stop and force the turnover i mean it's a huge momentum shift i mean you let them know that nothing's for free out here i mean we take a lot of pride in third and short because we've stopped so many teams over the years um probably the most out of any team uh 
you know, in, by, by my count in the last five years, without a doubt. I mean, we're, we're very stingy. I mean, we make it very hard to earn a yard on third and, third and short, and I mean, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I think it's pretty, pretty special. Uh, Adam, congrats on the win. Thank you for your time in the postgame, sir. Thanks, guys. He is uh, the middle linebacker, Adam Big Hill, one of the stars of this game. 50-14, to 14, the final score for your Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, let's scoot in a break before we hope to talk to uh, Jamarcus Hardrick on the other side. As we continue the postgame show from IG Field, it's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. You can now get your local news from 680 CJOB instantly on Amazon Alexa. Just add CJOB to your flash briefings on any Alexa device and say, Alexa, play me the news. It's that easy. Sounds of the game brought to you by PlayNow.com. That was the biggest hit of the game. Ooh. 35, 40, 45. Oh my goodness. Oh. He runs into his own man. Just like that, lightning strikes. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. An air conditioner breakdown is uncomfortable, but you can feel comfortable knowing Reliance Superior will fix it fast. We're here to take your call 24-7. And if you need a new one, for a limited time, make no monthly payments and pay no interest on our featured air conditioners until next summer. Be sure to ask about our next day or we pay a $500 installation guarantee. So if an AC breakdown has you feeling uncomfortable... Financing OAC. Interest accrues 12 months after installation. Conditions apply. See website for details. You haven't heard this in years. Chad's Chrysler and Gimli is overstocked. For the first time in years, there's too much inventory on the lot. So to celebrate Chad's 87th anniversary, they are blowing out vehicles starting at $87 over cost. Choose a vehicle that qualifies. They'll show you the invoice, add $87, and then give you all the available offers on top of that. Plus, you get to shop the best selection. Helping Manitoba families for 87 years, visit Chad's Chrysler and Gimli. It's in with the new at Factory Kitchens Direct, which means big savings for you. It's the end of the line for the Salem Maple Cappuccino stocking line. That's right. There's only 200 cabinets left before Factory Kitchens Direct bring in a new exciting line. That means you'll find prices slashed to 50% off the current in-store price list. Hurry in while quantities last and don't miss out on a great summer deal for a brand new Maple Kitchen. Open Monday to Friday. There's no appointment needed. Visit Factory Kitchens Direct, 289 King Street. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Postgame show continues from IG Field. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers 50 and the BC Lions 14. And one of the men behind that 50 is number 51, Jamarcus Hardrick. Uh, Jamarcus, uh, congratulations on the win and thanks for giving us some time. Thanks, thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. What did you make of the entire performance? What's your What's your impression of this win? My impression of this win, just guys loving on each other. Hats off to us just playing together and uh, having fun and not looking up at the score. Uh, like O said, man, we love on each other and play hard. Don't look up at the score. Good things happen. So I think we just tried to follow that. Why was this game so different than the Week 3 game against BC? Man, if I knew we'd be undefeated. I don't know, man. It just... Just hats off to the team, hats off to the crowd. They're always great. It, it, just, it, it just felt great. I don't know what was different. It was great. <laughs> as, as Ric Flair walks by you there in the locker room. Um, seven sacks the offense gave up in the first one. I don't, I don't think Kolaris was even under pressure seven times in, in this game. Did you? Was there any personal element in this? Did you take that game hard? Did you want to prove something tonight? Was there anything in that vein? 
Uh, I just wanted to play hard. Zach probably wasn't under pressure, but man, I'm about to cramp up now. I was chasing bets around all night, it feels like. So just hats off to Zach making us look good. It's probably it's definitely going to be some things on the film we can fix, but uh, stat sheet says zero sacks, so I'll take it, man, and try to do it again next week. The, the BC defensive line, very, very quick, very athletic. How did you guys account for that speed in this, in this game, this matchup? It looks like they, they gave you a little bit of fits in the first time, and, and this time, like I said, it was, uh, it was not evident. So how did you address and account for that quickness, that speed on that defensive line? I think we just tried to play bomber ball. We was trying to be physical and uh, trying to win on first down and keep us, keep us out of those second and long situations. Other than that, man, it just came and it fell in our lap this week. We work hard, and I'm just glad it came out this way. Jamarcus, how much do you think the bye helped you in this game? I don't know, man. Over that bye week, I was watching the games a little too much. I was ready to get back at it, but the bye week definitely helped us get a little bit more healthier, definitely gave us a little break, and it gave us a chance to look in the mirror, gave us a chance to reflect a lot on the games that we've, been, that we've had, and I think guys are trying to get better. Everyone want to get one play better, and uh, I hope we just keep it going. As you reflected on the first seven games heading into this one, what, what did you think? What did you think about your season to the point of, you know, before the kickoff of this one? Um, I, I'm definitely not satisfied with it, but it was five and two. Could be better, could be worse. So I was definitely over the, over the break watching all my film. I was just looking at it from a personal level. It definitely plays in every game that you want back. And over the bye week, I was just trying to look in the mirror as hard as I could and just fix some things I need to work on. It was an impressive performance all the way around, and now I'm I'm salivating until October 6th when you guys play BC again. Uh, I I know there's a bunch of games in between, but but I can't wait to see uh, number three because these have been two terrific, uh, terrifically exciting and interesting football games. Thank you, man. Look forward to seeing you there. And Jamarcus Hardrick, nice enough to join us in the post game show, uh, the star right tackle of the of the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Zero sacks allowed by the offense in this game. There were seven in game number one. And, uh, Christian, I'm not sure what you saw. Doug and I were talking about it while you were on the way up. There wasn't a lot of, oh, we're going to use a fullback. We're going to use max protection. There wasn't an inordinate number of sixth offensive linemen. They did it. They didn't change their nature in order to be effective. It was just, it's like a switch just went on. They just did everything better. And that's what's kind of confounding. It's like, how did you address the quickness and the speed of that defensive line and their rotation? You were just better. You just negated them. You just nullified them. And I don't understand how it went down. We've saw, seen in the last couple of weeks them do a lot of quick passing, short passing, get the ball out. He had so much time to cock and load and bomb it deep, right? And he did not have any kind of time the last time they met. I think having two weeks off in between games helped them be fresh. I think it helped them watch a lot of film, right? And I think that they just adjusted. And your socks. And, of course, my socks that I've worn for every game except the BC first game because that was the Pride Night game. I wore the rainbow socks that night. That makes sense. Every other game I've been wearing these football field socks, and I just got very loud. Uh, It's a really big... Uh, impressive performance here tonight early in all facets of the game but that I, I mentioned in the pregame show the offensive line was the key for me in in this game and so often football games are one in the trenches but the Blue Bombers tonight they protected Zach Kalara so well and Andrew Brown too right he comes in and delivers a couple passes they score again and then uh, you know on defense the the protection for the BC lines was was good but 
Mm. You just you just hold it too long if you're Dane Evans and Dom Davis when he got sacked it wasn't like it was two seconds it was five or six seconds right and at that when he comes in it's already a blow you're just trying to make plays at that Dane point, Evans right? got smashed in this game he though. did he though. took a, he, he took did. some abuse the very first time he threw the football he got he got driven into the turf right he got pinballed around this f- f- football field and he didn't make it through. I mean, that's essentially what you want to do for defensively. You go into a game, let's knock their starting quarterback out of the game legally by our level of physicality. That's and exactly what they did. And it was a left rib injury, according to Rick Campbell, mm. told uh, John Liu at the halftime. It was a left rib, but he didn't rule, get, get ruled out. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a 30-point game. He's kind of hurt. Vernon Adams is kind of hurt. Let's just put Dom Davis in there. Here's, here's the thing that – and. It, I'll know more when I get a chance to watch it again, but my initial impression is there's nothing in that game that Vernon Adams would have changed for me because Evans is not immobile. Like he's not, he's more mobile than like a Trevor Harris. Vernon doesn't scramble as much as he used to, but he, he is elusive and he is, he's fairly calm in the pocket, whether he's great at throwing the ball, you know, accurately is a whole other thing. But he seems calm in the pocket. I don't know that Vernon Adams, their starting quarterback, changes this game at all. Where where would you fall on that? Where do you guys fall on that? Oh, it's hard to say, right? Your team is is completely different uh, with with a different guy at the helm. But you know, I don't think a quarterback could make up the score disparity here, right? Uh, unless it was you know Tom Brady in his prime that came into this game, I don't think uh, it would have mattered. Just the way the Bombers were prepared, the way they were executing. Obviously, uh, Vernon Adams doesn't play defense, right? Uh, it was the Bomber Fifty. offense that you know just took over this game right from the get go with their with their balls, and and Vernon Adams wasn't going to be enough of a difference maker to overcome you know the level of dominance that we saw on the field tonight. I agree that he doesn't play defense. I mean, they gave up fifty and. <laughs> You got to look at a couple what ifs, though, right? That one deep pass to Lucky Whitehead, he's open and he kind of mistimes it. Like he stops and then has to dive. Yeah. That was a bit of a weird one. It was kind of out of reach at this point, but Davis misses Keon Hatcher over the middle. He's pretty wide open. It's just a, a misplay. And we saw that against the, when Hamilton was here, too. Bo just missed guys. But uh, the reality is, when I think Winnipeg was just always going to win this football game. Coming out of the bye week where they've lost once since 2017, 12-1 now out of a bye week. No team's been better. And and that makes sense, right? There's the continuity. There's the, the intellect this team has. There's the consistency of excellence this team has. And there are, there are of course, the caveats you point out. BC's coming off a short week, and the Bombers have – I think he did the calculations on the schedule. The Bombers had the best rest advantage going into the season, right? And they used it tonight, but I think even if they're both coming off five days, it's probably closer. But I mean, this game was over at halftime, right? You could you could you could have gone and watched Chris Trevler go one of seven in the Hall of Fame game. Oh, amazing! <laughs> and the Jets lost to the Browns. I mean, you had time. Yeah, to to that thing about the Bombers' schedule, when you just kind of lay out the whole schedule and you compare relative rest that teams have, the Bombers have twelve days more rest for their games than their opponents do this season. Nine times they come into a game with more rest. Six times they come into a game with less rest. So on that Well, they're front, older, Derek. They, ner- they need that. Okay? As, as an old man who needs his rest, <laughs> I absolutely understand that. So they have the most advantageous schedule. And it, it, leads, it leads to things like this where 13 days rest and four days rest. It's probably a lot. I don't believe that when we, they play on October 6th, and I can't tell you their schedules in advance of that game, 
BC will not look like that on October 6th. That was well, and they're going to remember this one too, right? They're going to have that kind gonna, of same burn. The pendulum in their swings the same amount yeah. the other way now. Yeah, because uh, I'm just I'm just caught by Greg Mackling in the pregame show chided me the week after. Can't believe you said they were going to blow out the BC Lions in Week Three because this is coming off those first two weeks. This is the offensive performance I expected that day. Yeah. It was 42 or whatever it was in the first game, 45 against Sask. Why wouldn't they hang a 40 something on on? Uh, just took a little longer. Just took a, took a little longer. So they both play on Friday, September 29th. Oh, perfect. And then they go uh, a week later, they play in BC. Winnipeg uh, hosting Toronto, Saskatchewan at BC on the 29th. So I cannot wait for that rest stretch. Rest is totally even. Yeah, I cannot wait for that stretch of bomber football. Toronto and BC, the, th- the only... Coming out of a bye against Toronto right? and then BC. The only three teams in the CFL this year, and they play each other in a two-week span, and we get to be there for two of them. I cannot wait for that because anybody, like, Toronto would have to have some sort of cardiac, multiple cardiac episodes to not to lose the East final the way the league looks right now. I mean, injuries happen, though. Like, if Chad Kelly gets hurt, what do they do? Right? Oh, for sure. For sure. That's the if that hangs over every team. Cameron right? Dukes is the If your new quarterback gets Dustin hurt, Trump. you're kind of toast. And look what, at some ex- of the bombers might be okay. Except for BC, right? BC yeah. went and got Dane Evans, and Evans is good enough to keep them afloat. Matthew Schiltz, but Hamilton has Hamilton's had... lost multiple quarterbacks, Yeah, right? Saskatchewan's lost Trevor Harris for close to, if not the whole season. And like, they're done. The one team that's healthy, other than the Bombers, uh, well, and Montreal with Cody Fajardo, Calgary has been with Calgary Mayer. with Jake Mayer, who's not been very good. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and that's... Uh, I forget, we were talking about it in the pregame show, and I forget who said, I'm always worried about Kolaris. Like, I've kind of forgot, like, it was four years ago now that Kolaris was injured. He really hasn't been hurt since then. And yeah, I, the, I stopped worrying about it. I mean, he it. had the ankle last year in the West Final. And, and but the head injuries that we worry about, right? Yeah, it's been four years since, since that. And I'm like, well, this is, I'm kind of convinced he's made of wrought iron. He has two by ankles, now. he only has one head. Okay. <laughs> Good math, Doug Brown. <laughs> Doug Brown. Doug Brown would know with his re- with his regular Monday to Friday job. Doug Brown would know how many ankles and heads a human has. So uh, very well done on that part. This was an incredible performance. Uh, as we as so we, much fun. As oh. we said, six offensive touchdowns. No drama though. If you like drama, this was not for you. Well, here's the drama. Oh, no. If there's only three good teams in the CFL, it's nice to see some movement there, right? So yeah. this yeah. is uh, a dramatic change and twist the slate is even in terms of the narrative one blow one way one blow it the other way yeah and if you wanted to move the bombers to first in the power rankings i i got tired of hearing matt dunnigan last week say that the toronto argonauts were the best team in the cfl i think there's a a discussion to be had now the argos but the argos have not lost yeah doesn't mean they're the best team though they've also played played six games winnipeg's played eight now but yeah they've the same number of wins it's true. That's true. What if Toronto throws up on its shoes against Calgary this week? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Toronto, Toronto is better than I thought they were. BC is Definitely. better than I thought they were. Winnipeg is right about where I thought they would be. Calgary's worse. Calgary is so much. Uh, they could be two and nine. Can you imagine yeah. a two and nine no. Calgary team? No, we would celebrate. How many years in a row have they made the playoffs? Seventeen. What is it? Two thousand seven was the last time yeah. they were sub five hundred. Crazy. And the last time. 2007 was the last time in an 18-game season they didn't win 10 games. They've been great for a long time, and now... It ends for everybody. Yikes. Now it's just wonderful. <laughs>
I just Labor Day banjo bowl beatdowns coming soon to a radio near you. Uh, let's take a break and we'll uh, continue on with the drive of the game, the hardest hit of the game, and so much more as we're just lingering in 50 to 14. The Bombers beating the BC Lions. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Listen to over 500 radio stations from anywhere in Canada with Radio Player Canada, the must-have app that's as Canadian as you are. Funny, well-informed, dominating the music scene at the gym or in the car. Enjoy every type of radio station anywhere, anytime. Listen through your phone, Sonos, Google Chromecast, Google Home, Amazon Echo, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto. Download the Radio Player Canada app today. It's where Canadian radio plays. It's David Asper here one more time. This Friday, August 4th, 8 p.m. at Canada Life Centre, your Winnipeg Sea Bears face a do-or-die playoff game against those pesky Edmonton Stingers. The Dean of Canadian Hip Hop, Cardinal Offishal, kicks off the long weekend with a pre-game and then a halftime concert. This is your last chance to experience the Sea Bears event live and how we do it together. Join our family where? At seabears.ca. Hey, you found the missing part. Yes, ma'am. Where was it? At Princess Auto in the trailer aisle, between the hubs and axles. Glad you finally found it. Yeah, should have gone there first. So, now you can make it work? Yeah, gonna put it together now, so we can go in about an hour. For the tools, equipment, and the know-how you need to make it work, Princess Auto is here for you. Princess Auto. Blue Bomber Football. Ideas. Tools. What's your favorite sound? Imagine your favorite place with your favorite people doing your favorite things, celebrating life and hearing all of it as it happens. Right now, secure up to $2,000 in government funding, plus up to $1,600 in savings on select hearing aids from Hearing Life. It's a double win for seniors in Manitoba. Book a free hearing test and learn more about your eligibility. Visit our clinic or hearinglife.ca. Hearing Life, love your ears. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. They know just how big a game this is. A Bombers win, they're even for first place. A Bombers loss, and BC will be two games up, having clinched the season series. This is a massive showdown. Five receiver set. They've got two seven on the line of scrimmage this time. Galaros dropping back, pumps, and he wants Don't. Kenny Lawler spinning and catching just shy of the 40-yard line. He's up the 39-yard line. Instant field position and a gain of 34 from Kenny Lawler. Our first and 10 for their own 39. Motion everywhere. Fake it to Oliveira. They want downfield. Dom Schoen is wide open. And he's going to the 25, 15, 10. Dolphin Schoen is going to score. Two passing plays, 105 yards, and the Bombers are on the board. Oh, what a statement from the offense. Tight end is Tui Ellie back to the left-hand side. Blitz coming. Kalaros, it's picked up nicely. He's going deep, even for Lawler. And the 10 caught it for the touchdown. Kenny Lawler, dead even with the defender, has the score. Second and eight Lions for the Winnipeg Nine. Three receivers to the left. Whitehead in the slot. Evans looking that way. Throws it to the end zone for Whitehead. Tipped away by Evan Holman. Incomplete. And it'll be third down. It'll be Oliveira. Right into the end zone for the score. 
will take it however they bring it. And the Bombers lead 23 to four, and we're going for a Hardrick hop into the end zone. Bomber 46 yard line as Evans walks out to his teammates to give them the call, first and 10. Straight drop, pressure coming quickly, thrown up, picked off, Brandon Alexander's got it, 35, 40, 45, look at him run midfield, and out of bounds, Brandon Alexander knew exactly what was in Dane Evans' mind, and he took it away. Bacon to Oliveira, going to the end zone for Dembski! He's got it for the touchdown! Nick Dembski, touchdown! Miller and shown the receivers to the left-hand side, second and six bombers. Ball in the middle of the field, the 44. Five-man rush, Kalaris under pressure, throwing it up. Schoen jump ball caught at the 35. He had to push off TJ Lee a little bit. He's got the catch for a gain of 31 and a Blue Bombers first down. Rhymes to get 20 motion to the left. Three receivers there. Four-man rush. Davis hit from behind. Cole whacked it out of his hand. Incomplete. And it's Blue Bombers football. Handed off. It's Oliveira. Big hole left side. 20, 15, 10, 5. Brady Oliveira for the touchdown. I'm not sure if he was determined to make amends for his uh, previous fumble that went back for a touchdown, but... It's an awful coincidence that the first time Brady Oliveira gets a football here after that fumble that led to the major, he scores himself. So that's uh, making yourself carbon neutral in uh, in the football world, right? Round and shotgun, five-man rush. He's just gonna chuck this one up, coming open is Lawler. Under throw to Todd, the 45-50. Into BC territory, 45-40. Stiff arms mark the sails, he drags him down and takes a flag for dragging him down. Kenny Lawler approaching 200 yards receiving in this one. Brown in the pocket, steps up, guns it for Schoen. Oh. Caught, hammered for the touchdown. He took a brutal shot from the safety, Quincy Mosier, and held on for his second touchdown of the game. From IG Field, Winnipeg 50, BC 14. <laughs> Ah, uh, the sounds of the game, a Braden Owasco production, uh, beautifully done. Uh, you know the game's exciting, going well for the Bombers. When I start hitting those Mariah Carey registers, my voice just gets way too high. I, I don't know about that. I really need to... Who cares? Michael from uh, Voice to Man, bring it down a little bit. It's excitement. Who cares? Oh, my gosh. There was a ton of excitement in this game. The drive of the game. It's brought to you by Chuds, Chrysler, and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or power sports purchase. It will be a game changer. For me, it is three plays, 105 yards. They get the ball at the 10-yard line for the opening drive of the game, their opening drive. They take a five-yard penalty, set them back to the five, deep to Lawler, deeper to Schoen. Boom, they're in the end zone, and they'd already scored more points than they it had. It was game over. <laughs> it was game over. It was more points than they scored in the first game against the BC Lions. To me, the opening drive is the drive of the game. That was followed by touchdown, punt, punt, field goal, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, field goal, punt, interception on a little weird one, touchdown, 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 punt. That's uh, pretty good. That sounds nice. That's that's kind of That's like a rhyming pattern, right? Touchdown, touchdown, punt. You can write a song. Couplets from the Buck Pierce offense. There you go. Any other candidates for the iambic the pentameter there? Look at us with all our with our, all our poetry I don't, terms. I don't, I don't know what that means. I just remember the words. <laughs> Isn't that a Shakespeare thing? Did yeah, I, I think it's a sonnet thing. I don't know. Anybody, any iambic pentameter specialist, two or four, any English majors, sixty-eight, out there. sixty-eight would be. Uh, we'd love your help. Um, 
57-yard drive, 58-yard drive, 68-yard drive, 56-yard drive, 82-yard drive for the final touchdown against a defense that gave nothing all season long. Incredible. Best offensive performance of any team this season. Yeah, and you look at the two, you know, their two losses this year are explosive losses, right? They gave up 45 to Toronto because Vernon Adams threw six interceptions. Six! Six! And this one here tonight where the Bomber offense just looks so dang impressive, right? This is the potency that we expected when they were compiled in the offseason, right? We thought this is what they could do to teams, with this group of receivers, Kenny Lawler's now back with the team, and just getting Zach Kalars the protection to use the weapons has been something that hasn't been consistent this year, especially the last time they played the BC Lions. And look what they did, right? When they had the time to pick apart a defense that had been very good, sure, they, you know, shut out the Elks, congrats. And they gave up nine to Mason Fine, cool. But they also gave up six to this team. Right, and that that's super impressive. So, this is what an answer by the Blue Bombers, and and we're going to learn about the Lions too now going forward. What how they take a really humiliating loss here tonight? Yeah, uh, maybe the the biggest point, and it's one I hadn't thought of until you mentioned it. But the Bombers are. I'm just running through their roster in my mind. They're fully healthy with their starting 24. This is the starting 24 they would have wanted from training camp. All five receivers. Brady, the offensive line is what they what the starters were. Kyrie Wilson is back. They would have wanted him. Winston Rose and Demario Houston on the corners. Like they're they're fully healthy. Very few teams are fully I think maybe one team is fully healthy. And it's the Bombers. And that's fantastic news because Doug, this is the offense we saw in weeks one and two, and the the offense with to me the best receiving core in the CFL, it it showed tonight. Two hundred. Yeah, it, it, it was funny through the first couple of weeks. We weren't sure. We're like, how could this offense get any better with Kenny Lawler? And I think we saw another dimension from Kenny Lawler tonight. That uh, he's he's unbelievable. I mean, the the, the game he had tonight. I mean, they took one away from him for for pass interference. And uh, yeah, that was uh, something we're like, wow, this offense is rolling, firing on all cylinders. Those first couple of games, we saw them put up all those points, and uh, it was hard to fathom how any one player could take them to another level, but they're there right now. You know, this is uh, this is the arrival. This was the launch point uh, against a very good defense, and they're just too many guys to stop, right? Lawler, Dembski, Schoen, uh, Wolitarski in this game. You know, they were all impact. You can't stop them all. Yeah. You know, and then when you do, it's Brady on the ground, right? It's just so many weapons. They're so multiple. They're so dangerous in in, in, in a, a number of ways. It's it's pretty impressive to see. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's it's the most diverse offense in the Canadian football. Rasheed Bailey's running the football again tonight. The things you can do with Dembski are... Greg McRae, when he got that one touch, he got like 10 yards, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll need to we'll need to address at some point the Greg McRae on returns thing because that's that is not working and he cannot cleanly catch the football. That'll be something to uh, to address as we go along. And one of the textures at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight says, "Fantastic domination, but why play eight so yeah. late into the game?" You you I think rightly were saying, "Why would he play the fourth quarter? The fourth quarter's coming up. Yeah. Get him out of there." Because this isn't the first time though. This has happened. I feel like this happened a few times last year where it's like, oh, uh, they're up by 30 or something, and he's still in. And he's still in. And he's still in. 
Yeah, and, so and now there's four, and now there's four end. minutes left in the game, and I guess he's coming out now. I mean, I'll give you this counterpoint, even though I don't believe. I mean, the players are having a great time when you're out in the field in a game like this. I mean, the last thing you want to do is is Stop. is be yanked yeah. out of it, right? Because everything's working, your stats are through the roof, you're having so much fun. And uh, so if there's any consult with a player in a game like this, you're like, absolutely not do I want to come out of this game. I'm sure Zach was probably threatening Buck Pierce. He's like, <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm in the zone right now. How, how dare you? you and then know? he threw that little interception. and then Fake to the running back, fake the, fake the, the uh, reverse. The and six then, fakes with yeah. motion. and yeah, Try to throw it to, to whoever out of the backfield or on a And I think he whatever. played two more series after that. Which... Until five minutes remaining. Yeah. And O'Sh- O'Shea fourth. said, you know, I talked to Buck, and, and Buck says, hey, what about taking him out and let's go. I mean, just four teams in the CFL don't have their starting quarterback. BC is down to their third. I Nobody thinks they're going to get injured, but the, and if you're just gonna, there's no point in having Kolaris. And if you're going to well, run low-risk offensive plays, Doug, also Doug Brown could do that. Doug Brown could do that. But Drew Brown can yeah. also do that, right? If you're just going to hand it off, or it's my little brother. Okay, especially Drew. with with coach saying it's, those are valuable reps for a backup quarterback. You could have had nine more for for Brown in this game. You could have had nine more for Johnny Augustine in this game. Whatever it might have been, uh, it's it's just curious. Again, nobody thinks their guy's going to get injured, but neither did Saskatchewan or. Hamilton sure didn't in their running quarterback sneaks <laughs> with Bo Levi Mitchell think he was going to break his leg. And, I mean, BC and Hamilton, in my mind, were best set up to deal with the loss of their starting quarterback. Winnipeg, I, if you don't have Zach Kolaris, to the second best quarterback in the league Season is a is big drop. Over. Exactly. Much less uh, a legit backup quarterback. So that's a curious one that I suspect we'll talk about on the coaches show a special coaches show on Tuesday this week with the long weekend. The drive of the game brought to you by Chuds Chrysler and Power Sports. Take your relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or power sports purchase. It'll be a game changer. The hardest hit of the game brought to you by Vernas Auto Body. Adam Big Hill. Collision repairs. No one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. Yes, Adam Big Hill is in the commercials, but who was the hardest hit of the game? Adam Big Hill. <laughs> Man. On the, on the one he got a penalty for, you just have to, that has to be the hit of the game, right? Because he was penalized for hitting the guy too hard. It wasn't helmet to helmet. It wasn't defenseless because the receiver could actually see him coming, right? There was, it was right in his line of vision. So he actually got a flag thrown for uh, being too, hitting too hard. That's the only thing I could think is it was just a reflex from the official. So, uh, whoa, that was, that was seems, excessive. But, <laughs> that was one sided. Meanwhile, Stephen Dunbar is somewhere going, he put one through my spine in IG Field last season. I didn't throw a flag for that, but Hatcher gets one? And that's one of the tricky things of, of reviewing some things and not other things where you can go back and say, oh, indeed, there was you know a procedure here or the no-end penalty on the first play of the game. Oh, the bomber drive, pardon me. And then you look at this play, and if you watch it once or twice, you can take 10 seconds and be like, oh, he made contact with the chest. He's fine. No penalty. Yeah, and it wasn't a it wasn't a spearing thing where he leads with the crown of his. Uh, I didn't understand the penalty. I mean, it, the, if it was a penalty, we would not have it. As you got to remember the game, too, like, but it was at full speed. It's happening fast. It's the guy's thirty yards away. He sees the head cock back a bit, and it's just it's the whiplash of the play. But at the same time, you, it's it's a tough call for the bombers. It's 
officials have a hard job. Yes. That was in leave the broadcast tonight knowing that in no way did Adam Big Hill commit a penalty on that play, even though there will be no fine for illegal contact to the head of an opponent announced for week number nine for Adam Big Hill. That is the hardest hit of the game. Brought to you by Vernas Auto Body for collision repairs. No one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. It's 11-24. Final segment for us next from IG Field. The Bombers 50-4 to winners over the BC Lions. First place in the West. It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber football on 680. CJOB. News and information is more important now than ever. CJOB is working for you, getting the answers your family needs and bringing you into the conversation. 680 CJOB, Winnipeg's News, today's talk. Sounds of the Game, brought to you by PlayNow.com. Hooked it to the outside and hit him deep. The offense finally gets in the gear, catches fire. Rasheed Bailey will walk into the end zone for the touchdown. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly. The healthcare you need when you need it. That's Protoclinic, the first private medical facility of its kind in Manitoba. Experienced physicians give your wellness the time and attention it deserves with a comprehensive health assessment. More than a physical, this head-to-toe screening is an in-depth look at your current health and potential future issues with a plan to improve your quality and length of life. Be there for your loved ones longer. Stop reacting. Get proactive about your health. Contact protoclinic.ca. The healthcare you need when you need it. You haven't heard this in years. Chad's Chrysler and Gimli is overstocked. For the first time in years, there's too much inventory on the lot. So to celebrate Chad's 87th anniversary, they are blowing out vehicles starting at $87 over cost. Choose a vehicle that qualifies. They'll show you the invoice, add $87, and then give you all the available offers on top of that. Plus, you get to shop the best selection. Helping Manitoba families for 87 years, visit Chad's Chrysler and Gimli. A visit from the Pleasant Plumber leaves people feeling so happy they're starting to get calls for things other than plumbing and HVAC. My car won't start. My cat ran up a tree. The Pleasant Plumbers care about you, your home, and any plumbing issues you're dealing with, and they're available 24-7, but only for plumbing or HVAC. Is it worse to sir or worse to sure or? No one knows. Join the Peace of Mind program for coupons and promotions, and when you have plumbing or HVAC problems, call the Pleasant Plumber. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. 11:27 final moments from IG Field as the Bombers beat the BC Lions. And why I love sports, because it just doesn't make any sense. You get beat 30-6, to dominated. You come back six weeks later, you beat them 50-14, to domination. It just nothing makes any sense. It doesn't make a lick of sense. Uh, and I loved every bit of it because I legit came into this game having no idea what would happen. BC, wow, that defense looks great. The offense is good. Bombers, well, they got 24 on the Elks, but they're rested. So rarely do you leave a game fully satisfied with the response and the outcome. Like across the board, you have to be elated that the way this team showed up, executed, uh, responded, uh, you know, got payback like every box was checked in terms of uh what you want out of uh i mean it was everything but competitive there you go Uh, in case you were looking for a competitive football game every other element was there except for it being you know close yeah a hundred percent agree and if they put 50 on the bc lions 
what could they put on the Edmonton Elks next time out when we reconvene Thursday from Commonwealth Stadium? Man. Well, they're coming off a bye, too, and they have nothing to lose, and they have finally decided that Taylor Cornelius stinks. And they, well, by decided, I mean realized, because we all knew, but they finally are... They are, could have listened to my podcast from early last season, and they would have... Yeah, yeah. and now they're they're making changes, and you never know what that means, right? Coming out of a bye week with a different offensive coordinator, and, and is it Jarrett Daggy? Is Trey Ford finally going to play? They're going to be better. I think in that game, but they haven't won a home game in a thousand years. So the bombers are obviously going to be the heavy favorites to win that game. I think it's going to be probably a decent bit. Like the last time they met where it's like the bombers aren't winning by a lot. Why aren't they winning by a lot, but they're still going to win. It's just going to maybe be a little scratchy compared to what we saw tonight, which is almost perfection. Yeah. They were what 15 and a half point favorites in the first meeting and won by 14. Uh, It's on the road, but those odds are going to be even longer with Jared Deggy and company. Uh, so help me goodness, if if we have to live through Dustin Crum a like performance from Jarrett Daggy or whoever, I'm gonna just I'm gonna cry because that was that was very painful. This was not painful at all. This was a joy from start to finish. A massive win for the Bombers. Tied the season series with the Lions. Tied them in the standing at six and two. First place with Edmonton and Calgary. Two not great teams to come. And then uh, we start putting in some Montreals and some Saskatchewans, and things could uh, could keep going up. Let the, the good times roll, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Final score from IG Field. Can I get everybody? Winnipeg Blue Bombers, V! And the BC Lions, 14. For Doug and Christian and Jerry and John and Marissa and Skyler and Greg and everybody, appreciate you being with us for Winnipeg Blue Bomber football, Princess Auto Blue Bomber football on 680. CJOB. I was born without this fear. Now only this seems clear. I need to move, I need to fight. I need to lose myself tonight. The W, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and 680 CJOB.